You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast for getting unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. Season 2. This one's about love. I'm Becca Kelly, mama extraordinaire and badass boss lady. And I'm Carol, dating coach with a brand new YouTube channel, Ask Carol and Ashley. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Dear Panty Kickers, I've recently started dating a guy I met on Bumble, and he's canceled dates with me last minute a couple of times. Is that a red flag? And should I stop dating someone just because of one red flag, or should I wait for more to emerge? Jessica. Oh, Jessica. I know. Red flags, man. You got to pay attention to those. I know. And this makes me a little sad for you, honey. I, I hate this. I hate when you start dating someone, especially, and you don't say how into it you are. Like if you're, you know, super into this guy, I assume you are though. If you care enough to write us a question about it, I assume you're feeling him. And it's, it's sad when people don't return your affection. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's like you, you wonder, we're always balancing in a relationship. Like, is this, or in a new relationship, well, any relationship, is this worth leaving over? You know? So I think right. that's, that's what Jessica is really trying to figure out. Like, is this worth leaving him over or stop dating him over? doesn't seem like they're in a real relationship yet, but a, situ- a situationship, if you will. Yeah, a situationship. It also sounds like that things go pretty well otherwise, right? Like, it sounds like they are enjoying the time together and that they're hanging out and things are going well. And then out of nowhere, he just cancels. Because obviously, if he was just not showing up ever, she wouldn't stay in it yeah, you know so yeah. it, it's kind of like these on the fence situations that get us hung up and then a lot what I worry about is just people spending too much time in a relationship that's not going anywhere yes. and I think really that's at the heart of her question right yes yes that is that is like you know you only have so much time time is our most precious resource and to be spending more time than you need to with the wrong person just sucks because the, yeah, the longer you're with them, the more attached you get. So in these beginning dating stages, these are the things that you really have to consider and figure out these red flags that might be popping up. This is the best time to to uh, leave someone or to cut your losses. Yeah, cut your losses because you don't have that much invested yet. Yeah. And you can go, you know, move on and look for someone that's a little more suited to you. Well, what I would say generally is that as a, as a general rule for all things, people do and get what they want. And to me, this is the God's honest truth. If you're sitting there thinking right now that you aren't getting what you want, then I believe you need to examine that closer because it might be something deep that you're just not seeing. So when I'm into something or someone, when I used to date, I would do anything to get more of it or be around them. And so when it comes to dating, who doesn't want to soak in those initial dating butterflies, right? Right. That, that flirty uh, sexual tension. Yes, the sexual tension. That's right. So when I used to go on dates, if I started on with someone new who I found to be intriguing, like I would call out of work. I'd stay up way later than Mm -hmm. I wanted to, or I would go somewhere I was um, afraid to go or do something that was out of character all to get time with my new fling. So I'm not saying that people have to be irresponsible to be in love or like, but what I am saying is that if the girl or guy you're crushing on isn't making time for you, it's possible that they don't feel the same way you do. Um... And in like all of our relationships, like you said, you know, you said it so well that time is the thing we have to give each other. So if this person's not giving you their time, um, I think that's a pretty serious red flag. I agree. And um, since, Jessica, you mentioned that this is a guy that you're dealing with, I think a lot of times women think that guys don't have as much 
don't have as many emotions as we do or are kind of like stoic and play these games. But the truth is when a guy likes you, they want to see you just as much as you'd want to see them and they want to make time for you just as much as you want to make time for them. And the guys that aren't making time for you that are canceling on you for their friends or canceling on you for whatever reason he's giving, um, I mean, that he's showing you with his actions that whatever he's canceling on you for he feels is more important than you. And, you know, in a new relationship, that might be true, you know, but he's, right. he's not as interested in getting to know you as perhaps you might be interested in getting to know him. So I think that that is pr a pretty major red flag um, because you teach people how to treat you. And if you accept this guy canceling on you again and again, then he's going to think nothing of it the next time you guys set up a date and something better comes up and he's like, oh, well, you know, she'll be all right. <laughs> right. You remember that book um, that came out like 10 years ago or more now uh, that he's just not that into you? Book? Yes, exactly. I remember reading that and being like, you know, actually like this is, you know, it's a little cheesy and it's gimmicky and whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I remember reading it and being like, like that resonated with me. Right. Like it's true. When you want to do something, when you want to see someone, you you do it. You make it happen. Right. And if someone is regularly not making time for you, then what they're saying basically is like they have, like you said, something quote unquote better to do, yeah. you know, and, and honestly, like you can't grow a relationship without time. Like even now in my marriage, if, if Emil and I don't spend quality time together, you know, we do start to drift apart. So it's important to make those, you know, it's such a like cheesy old person parent thing like these date nights where you like you know you yeah. go out no, you and have bring to a baby you have these like you gotta you have to make time for that absolutely um but you know the other thing that I was thinking about this is that it's not just the canceling that bothers me it's the canceling last minute yeah so like not only is he not showing you that he wants to spend his his time with you but he's also showing you that he doesn't really respect your time yeah. so if you've set time up aside for him and you've you know agreed to meet and then he's canceling on you like when you get there for instance well now you've driven across town you're sitting there by yourself you don't have any other like plans you can make where if he had just given you an hour's notice maybe you could have changed no, up your night maybe you wouldn't no. have gotten showered maybe you'd be on your couch watching netflix with your dog you know an hour's so notice that is still is not enough if i'm dressed if i get yeah, dressed that's true and put my makeup on and my heels and i'm sitting waiting for your phone call and you call me to say not to say oh I'll be there in 20 minutes meet me you say oh I'm sorry blah 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 I'm yeah, gonna that's be enraging. heated <laughs> yeah that's a that's a fire engine red flag yes and so you know what the details are you know so okay so to walk or not walk well I think what you should do is give it one super direct conversation where you address this behavior. So you say to him, you've done this on this and this occasion, and it makes me feel like you don't respect me or my time. And if it happens again, I don't think this is going to be a match for me. You know, nothing, nothing too emotional or dramatic. But then, of course, you have to be prepared to walk away if he cancels on you again after you have the talk. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you keep if you have that talk and he cancels on you again and you keep dating him, then there is he is going to treat you however he wants from then on out. And I think that That's you should right. really pay attention to the way this makes you feel because, you know, our feelings tell us a lot about a situation. I think sometimes we discount our feelings and how much information our feelings really have to show us because someone can cancel on you in a way that makes you feel like, okay, like he respects me. He respects my time. Like he really did have something else to do. And I understand that. 
And then there's another way where it's like, well, why didn't you tell me this? You know, why didn't you tell me this earlier? Or, you know what I mean? Like it it makes you, you'll get this gut feeling like this is not right. And I think that you should always trust those gut feelings that are telling you. And I think that you're having that gut feeling or you wouldn't have written us this question that there is something, there is something not right about him canceling on you like this and it's making you feel really crappy and someone who makes you feel crappy is not someone that you really want to be with so i i really do like becca's advice though definitely have um an unemotional conversation don't don't like say don't yell at him and you've done this and you did this just you know black and white like listen you know last saturday you canceled on me last minute a couple saturdays before you did the same thing and I can't be with someone who doesn't respect my time. So if this is the way it's going to go, then, you know, I really enjoy spending time with you. But maybe we're just not the right fit, you know, and that will put. Yeah, that'll put. That was if, perfect. If this guy is a good guy who just had these, you know, things come up, then that's going to put him on notice like, oh, crap, I'm, I'm messing up. Like, I need to step up and show this girl that I like her. And if he's the wrong guy, he's going to fall back and be like, oh, whatever, or make excuses or turn it around on you or, mm-hmm. or try to argue with you about it or get an attitude. And then, you know, right there, like, OK, this guy is not is not the right guy. So um, then you can feel comfortable to just walk away. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and we kind of we touched on this last week and we are going to do a full episode coming up about, you know, boundaries and boundary setting. And I feel like this is a really good opportunity for that. You know, Mm -hmm. when people do things like this and it gives you a certain feeling that tells you that you need to boundary set with them. You need to say, hey, I don't like it when you did that Mm -hmm. and then see what comes of it. And if like like Carol said, like if someone's going to really fight you on it and it's early on in your dating, you just know that it's probably not the right the right fit and you can move on knowing that you tried what you had to offer, you know? Right, and then when you do move on, don't lament about this guy that may have gotten away and, oh, all he did was cancel a couple dates, but he was so nice and, like, know. just just let it go. Plenty of fish in the sea, Exactly, right? just let it go <laughs> and keep it moving because a lot of times, especially when you're looking for a relationship, when you get into these new dating situations and you like them and you have chemistry, you get so excited and you start thinking about the relationship down the road and what vacation you might be able to go to and you know, you, you get so uh, excited about the possibilities of this relationship and you fail to see the reality of what's happening right now. Right. Like right, how are they treating you right now? And um, just be careful not to get wrapped up into the the new the new love NRE new relationship energy. Yes, That's the thing. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, you got us thinking about red flags, and we had a lot of funny conversations about it. Yeah. And we've distilled our um, top five, top ten red flags, and we're not going to keep y'all here too long. We're just going to run through them quick, quick, one at a time. And so I'm going to go first, and then Carol, you'll go second. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Number one for me. You don't know who she knows or go where she goes. So if you are dating someone and you have not met her friends, her family members, her anyone from her work, if you don't get to go to the gym she goes to, or if you're just not really part of her life, that's a red flag. Yeah. They don't integrate you in their life at all. They don't let you meet anyone. They're keeping you on the side. Yeah. I think that that shows that they're trying to hide something. Sneaky. Yeah. Um, my first one is being disrespectful because I think in a lot of my, I probably put that as the first one because in a lot of my early relationships, I felt disrespected. Like I, you know, they would call me a bitch when we were arguing or a whore when we were arguing or even just raising their voice at me. 
Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, until um, I got into a good relationship, uh, I didn't realize that when you argue, you don't have to be yelling at each other. And actually, it's a lot more <laughs> beneficial and you get a lot more accomplished if you just have a conversation. So, so disrespect, even towards others, like a server at a restaurant or, yeah, you know, so like a janitor, you know, anyone like walking down the street if he's not you know, moving out the way for a lady or whatever um or disrespectful to your environment if you're throwing garbage yes. all around the place or you know yes so disrespect is number one for me gotcha okay number two for me is oh he treats his mother like shit yes and this could go for either sex too but mostly i'm talking about men yeah um when i've dated guys that had terrible relationships with their mother mm-hmm. or they treated them badly that also all every time yep. bled into the relationship with me. And what I will say about my husband, Emil, is that he has a huge family of women. And one of the most attractive things to me is when I got to go for the first time out to meet all his aunts and his mother and his sister. It was so clear to me that he loved and revered them all and that they adored him. And that was such a like, you know, that was a what is, what's the opposite of a red flag, a green flag. Yes, that is. <laughs> yeah. I think there's I, there's red flags. Some people say pink flags are in the middle, but red flags, yellow flags, and green flags. Okay, my, number two? My number two is unreliable. So I really hate when people say they're going to do something and then they don't do it. If you say you're going to, well, then this is kind of what you're experiencing right now, Jess. Can I call you Jess? <laughs> <laughs> you can't answer, so yeah. go for it. I'm just going to assume, yes. Um but when people are saying, oh, I'll pick you up at this time and, or, oh, you know, oh, you, you need an oil change in your car. I'll get it done for you. And then they just never do it. You know, they offer to do something that they never had a plan on doing anyway. And you're expecting them to do it. I just, you know, people who just say they're going to their words do not match their actions. Yes. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. OK, number three for me is uh, she's not serious about other big commitments in her life. So things like regularly flaking on a job or um, not apologizing when called out on bad behavior, laughing it off, mm-hmm. skipping classes, letting bills pile up, losing big ticket items like purses or cars, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> I lost my car, dude. If Where's someone's not taking the other big commitments in their life seriously, you can bet that they're not in an emotional space to take a commitment to you seriously. Yeah, absolutely. So my number three is closed-mindedness, especially since I've lived a, an interesting life. Uh-huh. <laughs> so people who are closed-minded, even if I had lived like a straight and narrow, I'd probably feel the same way just because I'm a very open-minded person. I always, I have a live and let live attitude. I don't judge people. And when I, I get around... I say, pe- this is really about ju- like judgment too and being yeah. non-judgmental. Right. When, when I'm around people who are judgmental about certain things, I just, you know, and they don't look deeper. In it. For instance, like say we meet someone and they said they've been in jail. If someone automatically thinks because you've been locked up or gotten arrested, now you are a horrible person. They don't want you around or whatever. And I'm more of a person who will think, well, what, how do they grow up? And what circumstances led them to that? And who are they now? You know what I mean? Whereas someone else might just write them off completely. So you have to be open-minded to be with me. 
Yeah, with anyone. Like and like you said snapped. earlier, I think it takes a certain amount of open-mindedness to grow. And you always want to be with someone that's going to grow with you yeah. and accept things as they change and be flexible. And right. so all of that takes open-mindedness as well. Absolutely. My number three is he talks badly about all of his exes. So I understand having one bad ex or even two, you know, and having things sort of go weird or it's a weird time of your life, whatever. But if you have something shitty to say about every single person you've ever dated, I'm sorry, you are the common denominator. (laughs) It's because you suck to be with and it makes other people shitty. Like there's just no way that you've had the bad luck of every person you dated is an asshole. All my exes are crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Short. This is a very short story. I was actually... um, talking to this guy who had a crazy ex. So he said, and one time I was leaving his house at like four in the morning and she followed me home. And like, I got out the car and I was like, what is going on? Like, why are you following me? And he followed her when I called him. I was like, this girl is following me. So he met up with her and threw her keys on the roof of this like Chinese store that was around the corner from my house. (laughs) And so when I went to work the next day, I saw her with her like cousins or something trying to figure out how to get her car keys off the roof of this Chinese place. Oh my God. But that that doesn't just tell me something about her. It told me something about him. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you say your ex is crazy, but you just took her keys out her car and threw them on the roof, which was funny at the time because she was like trying to fight me and like ask me all these questions. And I didn't even know who she was. And he wasn't like my boyfriend or something. It was just some guy. But anyway, pay attention to that, ladies. Because some of these guys will have <laughs> you like, thinking it's yes. the girls. And and a lot of women like hearing about crazy exes. Like, oh, his ex was crazy, girl. That's why he loves me so much. <laughs> right, exactly. But that's, you're right. Like, in fact, you really shouldn't be talking much about your exes at all unless you're talking about something that you've learned. Ex- yes, I agree. Absolutely. About yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you're going to be better. <laughs> exactly. All right, okay. so my fourth Go ahead, one. number four is uh jealous or controlling and this is huge because this is really um it could be dangerous if you're with someone who is jealous or controlling and this is always not always but a lot of times when people are jealous and controlling in the beginning it leads to more and more controlling behaviors and then leads to perhaps abuse whether verbal physical whatever but when people are controlling he doesn't want you to wear certain he's trying to tell you what to wear and what not to wear he's trying to tell you that your friends um go out too much and you shouldn't go out with your friends as much anymore or oh or he makes you feel bad about I don't know decisions you're making like oh you still go to the club why would you do that or oh you you know of course. trying to tell you what to do well and women do this too I, oh, I yeah. definitely have had this happen with some of my guy friends where they get married or their wife has a child and then all of a sudden they're not allowed ever to go anywhere or do anything yeah. they're like like she's putting a guilt trip on them every time um you know they want to go spend an hour with their friends mm-hmm. like I think people can get super possessive um at different stages in their relationship right I think kids is a big one because my son's dad got super controlling after we had the baby like crazy um so yeah so jealous and controlling that's my number four okay and then my number five is it's never her fault so if you are dating someone and every time anything happens her immediate go-to is well, I did this, but then they did that. And because they did whatever, like if if she can never take any 
mm-hmm. responsibility for her role in the things that are happening to and around her, then that's a that's a serious red flag because it means that when things happen between the two of you, that she's not going to be able to own up to her part in the, you know, she's not, you're not going to be able to talk things out. Yeah, they won't ever. If she's not going to take any responsibility. Yeah, no accountability. That's so true because right. being with someone like that is just frustrating. You can't get anywhere. Because essentially it means that they're always right. They're always right. They're always the victim. Right. You know. I had to leave the house and go get drunk because you upset me. Yes. You're like, well, I didn't even know I upset. You didn't even talk to me about (laughs) it. I couldn't. I was so upset that I couldn't talk. You caught me sucking that guy's dick because you left my mouth empty. (laughs) (laughs) It's your fault. god you're ridiculous <laughs> i am <laughs> my number five is immaturity <laughs> <laughs> oh um, wow no but like immaturity <laughs> immaturity not in like an immature joke kind of way because i'm all about that obviously <laughs> Yes. But just immaturity in a sense that they just don't know how to be a grown up. And we and we're all trying to figure out how to be a grown up. But I think this goes to what Becca was saying, doesn't take responsibility for things. Um I think that really I think this me and Becca's probably are almost the same thing cuz immaturity really means not being responsible, you know? Not being responsible for your actions, not being responsible for your words and just right. thinking that, you know, whatever it just doesn't having a whatever type of attitude and not thinking things out like an adult would. Yeah. And I think, you know, this all goes back to that conversation we had last year about congruency, you know, mm-hmm. and that that's it. Like just thinking things and doing things and acting in ways that all make sense and line up yep. and jive together. And, you know, uh, that's the kind of partner that is a great partner is someone who knows themselves, is sure about themselves, does not, you know, um, waffle. Right. Uh, you just want to be with someone that's going to support you and that you can support too. And that you guys can, like we said, grow together, work through things and, you know, just be, have a little harmonious partnership. That's, that's what everybody wants, right? Yeah. I think in a lot of our red flags, the underlying message is trust. You know, all these things go back yeah. to trust. If someone's unreliable, you can't trust them. If someone's um, immature, you can't trust them. If someone's words and actions don't match, you can't trust them. And I think, you know, ultimately, like to take it all the way back to the first thing I said, you know, it, I just said this thing and it, it struck me because I said, wasn't well, that what we all want? Like a harmonious partnership. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what everyone says they want. But if you don't have that or you haven't had that, again, look at look at what you actually want, because maybe you like drama. Maybe you like tension. Yeah. Maybe you like for things to be kind of wild and crazy. Yeah. And so when you think about what you're saying you want and what you actually want or what you're showing you want, you know, if there's an imbalance there or, or a, a rift between those two, then that's something that you need to do and fix before you can, you know, continue to date and, and be a good presentable person for somebody else. Yeah, Jess. So do you like chaos? Do you like getting canceled on, girl? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. <laughs> And if you do, don't. Yeah, and if you do, don't. <laughs> right, exactly. Just a little reminder, of course, because we have to, we are a podcast, so we have to do what all the good podcasts do, and we have to say, please rate, 
review, especially share your uh, favorite episode with a friend so new people can find us and so we can keep doing this because we really, really like doing it. Mm -hmm. And of course, we need your questions. We're doing a whole season and we would love to answer your questions. They don't have to be about love and romance. We can talk about anything from the first season or really whatever you want. You know, we we like to give advice about anything. So hit us up at kickinthepanties.com or of course, you can DM us on Instagram at kickinthepanties. Yippers. Alrighty. So for this week, this has been... Carolyn and Becca saying there is something more and you are not out of time. Jess. Kicking the panties. You are not out of time, girl. Run!